Welcome to Be The King Podcast, the place for men who desire to create an impact in this world. Join host Tim Holloway as he leads the call to action in a time where our families and communities are suffering due to men failing to be the man. This podcast explores what it really means to be the king. What's up? Welcome to Be The King Podcast. Glad to be back at you. So I'm super excited for this week. All this week, we are going to have Hakeem Valles. He is a former NFL player, tight end. He played for Arizona, Detroit, and New York. It's going to be awesome. He has turned entrepreneur and uh, just has a business mindset and a great and beautiful mind. So you're going to want to listen to this week's. We're going to jump right into it right now. Like what's started out your entrepreneur journey? Like what what started that out? um, Entrepreneurship is just something that's kind of just always, always been in me. And it started when I was, you know, in grade school, I would try and I cut all my neighbor's grass, cut our grass. Uh-huh. I put up ads on Craigslist. I'd have my older brother drive me around town and cut different people's grass. The name of my, I had a t-shirt. It was called the Green Boys Landscaping Company. Um, I'm trying to think where I got that name, the Green Boys. Oh, you ever seen the movie Major Pain? I have, yeah. Do you remember, oh man, I'm trying to think what part it was, but the guy, it was an old guy and he was like, oh, those are the green boys. And he was talking <laughs> about like the military guys. And that's actually how I got the name, green boys landscaping. And uh, so I cut grass and I can't even believe some people even let me as 11, 12 years old cut their grass. Like, uh-huh. And uh, moving forward, when I got to middle school, my mom had a Sam's Club's card and she used to take me to Sam's Club and I would buy a box of Skittles with 36 bags of Skittles in it for $13. And then I would go to school with two backpacks, one with my books and one with my Skittles in it. And I'd sell the Skittles for a dollar a piece and make $23 per box of Skittles. Uh-huh. I didn't, it wasn't the red Skittles. It was the purple wild berry ones. It was kind of like, <laughs> niche, um, and like, that was my Hustling. thing. I mean, I bought my first cell phone from that. Like, I mean, I got my first cell phone for Christmas, but like the first cell phone I wanted, it was like the LG chocolate. Um, but I got that from selling Skittles. I mean, at scale, I'm talking, I, I mean, I'd probably sell 36 bags a day, sometimes a box and a half a day. And it was, it was, it was wild. I used to keep all my money and I had braces. So I'd take the braces, rubber bands. And I thought I was cool. I'd have like a, a roll of ones and have like my base <laughs> rubber band around it. Balling. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, you know, for high school, I went to boarding school. So it was actually kind of hard to continue my entrepreneurial journey because it was, I mean, we had school six days a week and it was a little bit different, like very challenging. And once I was going from high school to college that summer, my little brother had cracked his phone for like the 10th time. And my dad was like, I'm not fixing your phone anymore. Um, you know, you don't just figure it out. You just have to deal with your cracked screen. And I was like, you know, let me check it out and went over to YouTube and learned how to fix a phone you know went to amazon bought a screen for 25 bucks and learned how to it took me about six hours but when i pressed the lock button at the end it worked and i was like whoa and then i'm like ding like my light my entrepreneur light went off yep and i took my phone out of my back pocket and it wasn't broken but i just took it all the way apart put it all the way back together took it all the way apart put it back together until i could do it from six hours until i could do it in 20 minutes and as I went to college, my freshman year, I stepped on campus and 
I was the iPhone repair guy. <laughs> three or four phones a day, strictly yeah. off of word of mouth. Um, <laughs> it was it was awesome because I've really, really got good at it, the iPhone 4 and the iPhone 5. And to take it to a whole nother level, I took I had like a bag of just cracked screens and I never threw them away. And I don't, something, something told me not to throw them away. And then I Googled, like, what can I do with these cracked screens? And there was this company in Alabama that would recycle those screens for you for $5 a screen. And I was like, whoa. So I bagged them all up, shipped them out to Alabama and made a solid, you know, whatever on each, you know, cracked screen. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Went to every single iPhone. I'm like, if I didn't know this, maybe these other guys didn't know this. I went to every other iPhone repair shop in the area and I would buy their cracked screens from them for $2.50 a screen. And then go back to my dorm room and bag them and box them all up and ship them out to Alabama for five bucks a screen. Literally flip their crack screens wow. and like made, I mean, I made a solid business out of it. Um, and that's kind of, you know, where my entrepreneurial, my entrepreneurial bug just kind of really just kind of kept going. And then in college, my major was business with a concentration in real estate. And the girl I was dating at the time, her dad had just started his own house flipping business. And he took me under his wing and we flipped about 10 houses in North Jersey. And it was, you know, really, really cool because I got to learn how to be, I mean, I was side by side with an entrepreneur for about three years, learning his entire business, his systems. I was doing a lot of the legwork, you know, driving for dollars, knocking on doors of pre-foreclosures, putting offers in, hanging out at the auctions, um, you know, at the courthouse steps. Um, actually hand wrote the direct mail letters. And so we didn't have to pay for postage. I would literally drive to those people who we wanted to send direct mails letters. And we couldn't put it in the mailbox because that was illegal. So we put it in there, in their front door. And like, it was a grind, but it was like, I got to learn early kind of what it takes. And like, I, I knew I didn't want to flip houses long-term, mm-hmm. but I got to understand the processes and everything and then get the contrast in the classroom of how to be an employee at like a large commercial real estate firm. So it's kind of like a, a real life, rich dad, poor yeah. dad crash uh, course. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of where my whole entrepreneurial journey started. That's, a, that's awesome. I think a lot of people uh, shy away from the mentor mentee relationship. Um, I think that's really where the magic happens. Absolutely. I mean, I wasn't making a whole bunch of money by flipping those houses. I mean, he was paying me hourly, but uh-huh. being, there, I mean, literally, oh, the me, him, and his 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 first cousin was a general contractor, and pretty much me and him did all the subcontractor work. I mean, I was putting down floors, knocking down walls. I hired some of my teammates one time to come up to North Jersey with me, and we had we were, we were changing an attic and turning it into a master bedroom. And the stairwell, like a stair, like a freestanding stairwell, just looks wild, like outside of a house, and wouldn't fit through the front door but on the second floor there was like a huge window so we took out the window and half of us went upstairs half of us were downstairs stairwell through a wind i mean it was an insurance probably nightmare um but it worked (laughs) (laughs) oh that's That's the type of stuff we were doing though yeah hey so what uh what advice would you give so somebody a man uh in the nine to five grind uh he's feeling a passion to you know, to do something else, like where should he start? Like, I think there's a couple things. I think the first start is the real to realize that you have time and don't dwell and complain that you have a nine to five. Most people don't realize, you know, nine to five is 40 hours a week, right? In a week, 168 hours. So 40 hours, take that out. It's 128 hours. 
Now they say health-wise, they say seven hours of sleep is solid for you. So seven times seven, that's another 49 hours taken out. That leaves you 79 hours a week. 79 hours. To literally follow your passion. So yeah, you got nine to five, but what are you doing from five to nine? Obviously you have to sleep. Mm-hmm. But if you do it at scale and reverse, like you said, reverse engineer your goals to now. Because a lot of people, especially if they have a nine to five, they kind of, they realize they don't have much time. Like, yeah, okay, I have, you know, three, seven, eight hours a day. I don't know how many hours a day you have for free. But they, they get so wrapped up with the fact that they're so busy that they feel like they have to accomplish their goals in a one-time sitting. Where in reality, if you actually reverse engineer it to say, okay, in 90 days, I'm going to do this. Okay, 90 days, you want to do that. Now reverse engineer, what do you want done in 30 days to get that 90 days? What do you want done this week to get that done in 30 days? I mean, in 90 days, what do you want to get done today to get that? You know what I'm saying? What do you want done this hour? And what do you want done right now? And then take it from there and now actually write it down and actually reverse, literally reverse engineer it saying, I need to do this today. I need to do this tomorrow. I need to do this the next day. I need to do this the next day. It sounds like a lot, but if you really are passionate about it and it is your passion, then what's stopping you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I think it's, it comes down to one, just realizing that like you, you, you have time, you have seven, you have more time than you're actually working. Right. So follow your passion. Like, what are you doing with those 79 hours? Are you watching Netflix? Are you going out? (laughs) I didn't have cable while I was in the NFL like did not have cable at all. Like, I mean, when I came home, it was time to literally work on my business, work on my passion. And I think that's what it really, that, that's the ultimate where it comes down to. Cause a lot of people just, they wind up dwelling and then they wind up scrolling. Like what, or what, what are you doing with that time? Like, I mean, one thing yeah. I'd recommend and I've done it, mute every single person that you follow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mute every, like you don't have to unfollow them. Cause then it gets kind of, you know, weird with that person. But you should only be putting out content like you shouldn't like you should consume the right content and positive things. But people mm-hmm. who are just posting like check out the selfie, check out this, check out that. Yes, I think it's OK to have escapism and things like that, but it depends on what you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't, like Somebody's been in your shoes and done it before. So, yeah, you can't complain. You can't dwell. It's, it's either you're going to do it and you're going to get after it. And this is what it's going to take. But most people don't want to get into that part of the conversation of what yeah. it's going to take. I like that. Uh, I think it's, uh, uh, you just had fireworks going off in my brain, but uh, shifting from the the consumer mindset to the provider. um, And it's the same way to build wealth. You focus on, you know, create money more than you spend it. Uh, But it's, yeah, just shifting, uh, you know, not, uh, you know, consuming, trying to, you know, be fed and get full, but actually um, being a provider. So exactly like that. Put, it's 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 real and there's that i think that there's only two people there's two type of people in this world there's consumers uh, and providers and yeah. what side do you want to be on do you want to be walmart do you want to be shopping at walmart <laughs> there you go yeah i love that analogy i uh you know i remember first starting out was a uh, self-defense products because you know i had to um do something that i loved and mm-hmm. i was like self-defense protecting people you know yeah uh, so i just love that and started turning the gun shows and uh doing all that stuff. Uh, I grew into uh, furniture because uh, I like rustic uh, type furniture and grew into cool. that. And it's just I like, like that background, by the way, it just kind of just, you know, goes from there, but it's starting. Is Absolutely. It's critical. Yeah. It's awesome, brother. All right. So we are at the man challenge of the day and it goes like this. Where in your business world that is in your entrepreneurial, your leadership 
and or your business or management skills are you lacking? And begin to ask yourself, what are you going to do to begin to improve those areas of your life? If you're deficient in marketing, what are you going to do to begin to market better? If you're deficient in leadership, what are you going to do? Begin to build up your leadership skills. So look at the area where you're weak in business and begin to implement a game plan of what you're going to do to make it better.